Hi, this is Jennifer. I'm Elizabeth. This is Amanda. And I'm Jasmine. And we are the Sisters Collective. We invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting. Welcome back, ladies. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 welcome hey. back. Back in the studio for another Woo-hoo. episode. All right, this week we are really going to dive into some parenting styles this week. We want to really address some some concerns that I know as when we grew up, we had some um, very interesting childhoods. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it put it that way. We had some very interesting childhoods, and it made me really want to to understand parenting styles. My me now as a parent, I I'm I have a new baby girl, and then I'm a stepmom. Um, so it made me want to understand my own parenting style. Yes, and then also how can I adjust it for. For each child, because yeah. they are going to be different, they are going to develop differently. So, I know for me, I did look up some the parenting styles, mm-hmm. um, but I know we want to kind of go from different points. So, does anybody have any other perspective yeah. that they want to dive into for that? This is this episode is about the parent-child relationship. The last mm-hmm. episode, um, we talked about relationships in general, specifically um, managing them, managing relationships. Mm-hmm. But we want to talk about one relationship that affects can affect who you are long-term. Yes. Um, and that is how you were parented or not parented. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a story in the Bible, a, a very familiar story that most of us know, even if you if you spend any kind of time in the, in the church, you know a story about the prodigal son. And what's interesting to me about the prodigal son is that we focus a lot on the relationship that the father had with the son who chose to leave. Mm-hmm. And... We don't think about the relationship that the father had with the son who stayed, the son who did not kind of go against the grain. Um, We see in in that passage of scripture that the son that left, he asked for his inheritance early, which was kind of a sign of disrespect because you weren't owed your... um, your inheritance, inheritance until yeah. the parent died. So it was a, a sign of disrespect and dishonor. The father gave it to him anyway because of the, that's what he asked for. He spent it all on the riotous living, the Bible says, and then he comes to himself and realized that, look, I'm a child of royalty, and even the the servants in my father's house live better than this. And when they say he came to himself, he was about to eat food out of the a pig's trough, like slop. Mm. And he literally went back home. And as he's walking home, he sees that his father was already waiting there. So here we see like a the relationship between a doting father and kind of how um, how the father addresses the son that was kind of a, in mischief. And then what you what we don't talk about as much is how the son was coming home and the brother that had stayed was immediately angry by the fact that though this brother went away and did the wrong thing, the dad was waiting for him. To praise him. to And, and lavished him yeah. with love and praise and everything, yeah. although he was the one that had done something wrong. So that's, in, in today's kind of, now we know part of that is symbolic of the fact that Christ's love for us does not fail even when we do wrong. We know that. Exactly. Right. That's what it symbolizes. But we don't look at the fact that maybe the father could have perhaps explained some of that to the other son because it seemed like he was doting on one son, but perhaps a little neglectful of the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, emotionally neglectful. Probably not. None of his needs went unmet. But did he explain that to the brother 
Otherwise, the brother would have understood mm. why the dad was doing what he was doing. So it makes me think when I dig into that, it makes me think without isogeating a text or anything, it makes me think perhaps the father did not communicate that with the right. son that stayed, that this is why he's getting what he's getting, because I want him to know that he's still cared for. So we start thinking about parent-child relationships, how he parented one son and how he parented the, the one that stayed. Right. Um, and that makes me think about... Um, the fact that how we are parented affects us long term. Mm, mm -hmm. Parented being parented well will affect you one way. Being parented not so well can affect you another way. And we're going to get into some information about parenting in a minute and reparenting for those who necessarily haven't had the best of relationships with parents. We're going to talk about that a little bit later too. That immediately made me think about when you talk about like parenting and you're talking about the prodigal son, it made me think about just grace. Like right now, how many parents, you know, it's hard for you to watch your child make a mistake. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. immediately want to like fix it rescue. or help them or exactly rescue them from making that mistake because you know uh, long term what the effects of this mistake is going to be. But it's important for parents to know to sometimes you got to let your children fall. Um, how many times when a child is learning to walk, um, do they tell you not to like reach out for them? Let them fall because then they'll learn how to get back up right. mm -hmm. and that they won't necessarily always need your help yes. to be able to do that. Um, so what in the prodigal son, what the, the wayward child, I will call the one who left and came prodigal. back, mm -hmm. the prodigal um, left and then came back. He was nervous, you know, he was nervous. And, you know, if you made a mistake, you know, my children, if they've made a mistake, they don't want to come and tell you that they've messed up. And so I think it's kind of hard. Um, so parents just like allowing your child to have a safe space for them to be able to come back to you when they've made a mistake. I see the other uh, side of it, though. I don't think he was afraid to come home. He came home. He simply came to himself after he done spent all his money and got tired of doing what he was doing. He came home. So it 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 makes me think about the fact that the father was a good father and right. that oh, yeah. his, his children were comfortable with him. And look what something you just said. Mm -hmm. It might have been what he was doing. He knew it wasn't best for him to get that money as early as he because He probably knew that the character of his son probably wasn't going to do right by right, it. Right. But he gave it to him anyway because he knew, hey, exactly. you got yeah. you making this decision. I'm going to let you see what's going to happen with right, this. Right, right. So in essence, he might have been doing what you just said. To you. And I think... No, I was I think I was more going along the lines with like with the the prodigal, like as it says in there somewhere, I'm sure I think um, about just how he was like the prodigal was uneasy. Like he was saying that it do, I think it doesn't. He wasn't. Does, he came he home. Said, no, no, no. It does say that when <laughs> you go ahead and pull it up. Go ahead and read your Bible. I know, I, no, it does. It says when the prodigal son, when he was returning, he said, I know that I don't deserve this, but I know. So he knew that he didn't deserve what he was getting. He knew that. He said that when he was time for him to return, so that was how I interpreted it was about him being nervous. Anyway, so I'm sure <laughs> that when he came home, anyway, that don't matter. So for me, when I'm thinking about, um, so I can relate personally to the brother. Um, so my relationship with my sister, Jamela, that passed away, um, my dad is a pastor and my dad is amazing. Like he's such a great dad and he's just so supportive and allows you to, you know, kind of grow on your own. And he's going to tell you, I think this is a mistake, but he's going to allow you to make those mistakes. And for me, I often thought that everything that I was doing was right. I graduated from school. I graduated like 14th or something in my class. I had great grades. I went away to college. My parents didn't have to pay for anything. I came home. I didn't need a car from them. I did in essence what 
every parent Everything. would want you mm-hmm. because I'm great. You know, I'm Dr. Mandy Boo. Oh, but gosh. anyway, so you know I'm <laughs> so in essence, I felt like I was doing everything right. But in my heart, like or in actual reality, my dad gave my sister a lot. Like he and then he said it was because she needed it and you didn't. But I was like, but I do need for you to tell me that you love me. I do need for you to tell me something in a different way because Mm. um, he thought just material wise that because I was good and I was in that position. But I kind of did need for him to say, Amanda, I'm proud of you. Yes. And so now I'm, you know, I'm glad. And so I know I have friends who are in a similar position to me where, you know, they did everything right. And now they have a family um, and their parents sometimes now depend on you. That's not necessarily my situation where my parents are depending on me, but where they depend on you and they feel like that you don't need anything, that you're good. And so regardless of the situation, you kind of still, you have to parent the the way the child needs for you to parent, even when they're okay. I think I think sometimes that when I look at the situation or when I look at like the prodigal son, I think about some of us that he may have felt like you were good and he may have felt like because you have a strong personality and you've always been that strong person that almost like you can handle anything. So I feel like he felt I need to pay more attention to Jamela. I need Mm. to support her more because you're doing what's, we're expecting you to do and you don't need that support. So sometimes, and we don't understand it growing up because I I can feel like a lot of people feel like, okay, I'm okay. I'm good. Jen got it. You know, she's okay, but they don't think that, okay, sometimes I do need to know, okay, that I I have that support, um, even though I know I'm going to carry the load, but it will be good sometime for people to recognize. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a child, it's not my responsibility to. You said something a minute ago. We don't. We don't understand, or we don't. We don't like not seeing the parents' side of it. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not my job as a child to see their side of it. It's their job to parent. Mm. It is their job. They have been given the responsibility of parenting and of raising children. It is their responsibility to grab the tools they need to do it and to but do it well. I'm, I'm, the then they have to find them. Because mm-hmm. here I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let me finish the complete thought of it. Yeah. I a lot of and I, I say that I, I come from the heart side of it first. Although I understand both sides, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate <laughs> for a moment because it's not my responsibility as a child to understand where they're they're coming from. It is, as a child, it is not my job. As an adult, it is. But as a child, I'm not not going to understand. It is the responsibility of the parent to parent well. When you don't have the tools, you have a village that has the tools. You have to get the tools and parent well. It is your responsibility to raise healthy children. And I can see both sides of the coin with you, Amanda, with what you're saying. We we know Jamelo might have been in a little bit more fragile of a state emotionally, and he could, he could sense that and was maybe more attached to that because of his sensibilities as well. And so he gravitated more towards caring for her in that way, doting on her and making sure that she was well in that way. Where you might not have needed that emotional or financial help, the emotional support and the emotional, not even support, but emotional assurance was his responsibility to give. You should you don't we don't have to ask for that from parents. That is what you're supposed to give. That's called raising. Mm. 
So I don't have to ask for that. I shouldn't have to look for that. And I don't have to be concerned about, it's not our responsibility to be figuring out, to, to, to be rationalizing, oh, they didn't have the wherewithal. As an adult, I can, with empathy, say, now I understand they didn't have the skills. But as a child, that's not my responsibility. It's your responsibility to get the tools that you need. You know you're, you're going to become a parent. It is your job to get the tools that you need to, to parent well. Now, the flip side of it is we know that he was just doing what he thought was best. Right. But that doesn't eradicate the fact that damage is done when you're not parented well. Yeah, I, 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 I agree 100%. So now as an adult, I can look back on and because I understand what I need, even now as an adult, I can articulate to him and say, you know, dad, I, you know, it bothered me when you did X, Y, and Z. And he was like, you know what? I never thought about it from that perspective. I always like exactly what Jen said is exactly what he said to me. Like, but I thought you were good. I didn't know that you needed anything else. He didn't understand that right. the emotional aspect. And I was going to say he's also a man, but that might be kind of sexist. But I was saying that he also, he... He just didn't, he wasn't attached to the emotion that I needed. Yes. But now as an adult, I, when the saying is, you, when you know better, you do better. Right. Because now he's, it. he tells me, Amanda, I'm proud of you. Yes. Amanda, mm. you know, and mm. it he's feels a good, good dad. To he he's really a is good a good dad. dad. He yeah. raised us and we weren't even his, his blood children. So he's yeah. a good dad, but, and he was working out of the tools that he had been yeah. given. And we have to understand the generation that raised us a lot of times weren't raised well, <laughs> I'm just no. I'm just gonna put a period. Raised, period. <laughs> raised. I'm just they weren't raised. I think they were. They raised. were raised, but they were raised. Let me finish the, the sentence. Tools. They were raised, but they didn't. They weren't necessarily given all the tools of how to be parents either, and how we can go and get those tools. We have a lot of resources to uh, available right, to that, us. That goes into a deeper conversation. Right. Things like that, that, that goes into that goes into the Black history and as a whole, mm-hmm. and, our, and family our, and community. Yes, and community. Culture. It just it has. Now we're in an age where therapy is a thing, where where there's a lot more tools, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But you got to think the parents, our parents weren't raised. Their parents weren't raised. The parents before, like great grandparents oh, weren't, they weren't given raised. all the tools. They were raised, but not given all the given tools. all the tools. They weren't raised in the sense of with this knowledge of I need to look at other options. And let's for just parenting. be honest. Just because they were raised doesn't mean they were raised in, in whole. Because there right. were gaps in their in, in their emotional well being and and the and, parent and themselves the parent exactly. the parents our parents the parents before them yeah there there hasn't been a, like the the whole of our rearing as a people as a culture it's been fragmented uh, whether it be broken homes things. and and lack of communication all of that affects how you're raised mm-hmm. and you're gonna you generally parent the way you were raised unless you know do some learn to do something different mm-hmm. right. right so what we were given is is an offspring of what they were given they gave us our best but what if their best wasn't what we the needed. best right that leads me to what you were talking about the there are course. we want to leave you with some strategies because you may be Kind of in the situation where Amanda was, where she's saying, I could see that the we were parented, like I wasn't, I didn't get what I what I needed as a child, and some of us have that same kind of testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like I got what I needed as a child, and that wounded inner child becomes an adult, and you begin to live as an adult from the state of the wounded child, and mm. we have that that wounded child has to be healed, and I started. Um, one aspect of what they call reparenting happens in therapy, but you can go through that process without necessarily being seeing a therapist. I And I have some of those. I started researching it just a little bit because 
unbeknownst to us, some of these aren't strategies that we're not unfamiliar with. Right. Um, it just has labels and, and, and stuff added to it, but it's not stuff that we're not unfamiliar with. And just so we know, just to kind of plug some resources so people that have struggled with I'm not, I don't want to say bad parenting, but um, not being parented fully. Mm-hmm. Does that make more sense? Not mm-hmm. being parented fully or not being parented to the to the degree that they needed or in the manner that was most wholesome for them. You might need to explore the, the, the process of reparenting, meaning you... And it might sound hippy-dippy, but at the end of the day, your wholeness is more important than, than any other jargon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this aspect of reparenting, and we'll link this in the show notes, the, 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 the place where I'm getting the information from. Reparenting, um, it helps an individual repair attachments and develop more secure and healthy relationships. Now, the, uh, looking at all the different types of attachments, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother segment all in and of itself that we're not going to go into. But you can look up the different types of attachments, secure attachments, insecure mm-hmm. attachments. Um, and if you've been to therapy at all, you probably have heard which kind of attachment you are. And But if not, you can look some of them up. Um, and maybe I'll link some of that in the show notes as well. Um, it can help an individual recognize and repair patterns of non-functional behavior. Notice they didn't say dysfunctional. They just said non-functional, meaning this doesn't work for mm. me. Meaning I don't communicate well and that doesn't work for me. Right. So um, a few they talk about some aspects of parenting, forms of reparenting. Um, Some forms are total regression. That's where the the therapist literally sits in as a parent and gives you gives you the things that the parent didn't give you. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Spot reparenting is kind of what happens in in therapy. The, The total one is when literally like if someone was like in a facility where they're being held. Like, oh, right. And they're literally going through stages all the time with with a with a therapist. That's more long term treatment. Um, Just based on what you're saying, that that's really intense. That Um, is to understand that someone would need such deep support. Yes. Um, So it makes me think that what type of parenting style did their parent have or was there a lack of parent? Was there abuse? Was usually something that was so traumatic that they would need that's Such usually when support. it's been ex- extensive abuse or neglect. Um, it makes me think about um, movies you've seen where a child has been literally from the womb facing abuse after abuse and neglect after neglect. Every person that was supposed to care for them broke that trust, mm-hmm. let them down. So there's no one they could trust with anything, it, causing a complete disassociation with trust and all that kinds of uh, causing personality disorders and all that kind of stuff, those kinds of situations that require that kind of consistent help. Um, so, But that's a good question. Not everybody is needing that level of help. Right, right, Spot, right, right. So that's total regression. Spot reparenting, we're almost finished with this so we can talk about the other aspect. Mm-hmm. Spot reparenting is what you normally would see at a therapist. And here's the thing. When you go to therapy, you might not even be going in about parent issues, but but what happens almost (laughs) automatically, almost automatically in therapy, almost every one of your issues go back to parenting, Mm -hmm. go back to childhood trauma Mm -hmm. or lack of of, of neglect of some sort. So therapy almost always involves spot reparenting, meaning they identify something that is broken and the therapist helps to 
kind of identify the issue and give you tools to correct that. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. therapy does. Mm -hmm. The le the one that I want to talk about, the one that most of us will kind of identify with is what we call self-reparenting. Mm. Meaning um, you identify the areas and you kind of input the things. So uh, self-help using reparenting. I'm just going to give some of the things. For true reparenting treatment, you would want to, obviously they're saying seek mental health professionals, but if you just... If there's just certain little things you want to do, that's some of the self-reparenting uh, that can happen. A few ways to reparent yourself with self-help techniques that nurture your inner child are through affirmations. Yes. Okay. So that's why yes. I said this isn't something we haven't heard. We right. just didn't label it as such. Right, right, we are right. big on affirmations. We look up um, posts about quotes and about this, that, the other all the time, and that's one of them. Affirmations. Talk to, uh, uh, start with stuff like, I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I am a loving human being. Mm. I am worthy. Mm -hmm. I am lovable. Those, those, those are reparenting. Those are self-reparenting techniques. Talk to, talk to your adult self and ask for help with grown-up stuff. So have conversations with, check in. Sometimes if someone asks you, how are you doing, and you don't have an answer because you haven't checked in with yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. So sometimes we have to check in with ourselves to be honest, but take assessment of where's your heart. Now I don't ask my friends, how are you doing? How's your heart? What's on your heart? What's weighing on your heart? Talk to me about that. I don't care how your day was at work. How's your heart? Because mm. if you tell me how your heart is, then I can figure, we can, figure that's what we need day. to start. Right, Checking right. in with yourself. Give yourself daily rewards. You didn't get everything done today, but you got five out of seven. Go get them french fries from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me not say that because we're not we're not pets. We don't reward ourselves with food. Okay, lies. Get at least. <laughs> okay, get at least eight hours of sleep. Why does that help? The more rested you are, the more more able you're able to focus and check yes, in with yourself. Yes. Okay, very rarely do we give ourselves enough sleep so that we can be well. Mm. Read literature and inspiring quotes. Write in your notebook and li a list of things to do. On a daily basis. Those are little things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, having a to-do list. That's reparenting. So that you're mm -hmm. not all haywire and, and frazzled. Stay in the present by practicing mindfulness. That means what is happening right now? Are you responding to a current stimuli? Are you are, are the response that you're giving right now, is that, the, is that the present you or the wounded child that's responding? Mm. Who's responding Ooh. right now? Mm. Let's check in. So you're acting out of order right now, but who's acting out of order? Are you acting out of order? The wounded child in you is responding to a perceived threat? Mm. Or is that the current you? So we have to be mindful of that stuff and redirect. So if you see yourself acting out, okay, this is not even a current threat. Yeah, this is not stuff. a current threat. Mm -hmm. Gather yourself. Wusa, refocus. Mm -hmm. But before someone can even get to that step, they have to identify that there has been an issue. They yes. have to be able to identify, whoa, 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 well, the way that I grew up might have, might be uh, negatively impacting my current state. Yes. That I want, that I don't necessarily like this. Yes. Um, so it is important for people to, one, know, um, know thyself, know where you come from and understand that, like for me, I think we were talking a lot, like I think... Parents in general do the best they can. Oh, they do. Can. Yes. Most of them um, do. I think that most. <laughs> I think that most parents, and even for our parents, I think you do the best that you can. Yeah. Um, and for us as parents, I think it's important for us. Um, now that we know if you have kids, you have step kids, you have grandkids, or whatever, you all need to check in with them. You all need to actually start 
um, just being a little bit more connected um, with their needs and their desires. Because when you don't, then you miss, you know, yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. So then they grow up and they're, they they have all those concerns or issues that Elizabeth is talking about because they haven't had the opportunity to speak. And so I know Jasmine's going to probably talk about parenting styles. Yes, the parenting styles, because they do include a few different things. Go ahead. Okay, so um, so for parenting styles, I, when I was looking this up, it really made me kind of think about, about some things because um, parenting styles include different areas. So it includes your discipline style, your communication, um, how you nurture, and your expectations. So that's all included within each parenting style. So right. it the way your parenting style is going to dictate how you discipline your child, how you communicate right. with them, how you nurture them or don't nurture them or how you what expectations you have for that child. So um, there's four main parenting styles. And then I'll kind of see, you know, Mandy, you are a, a parent, so I'll see what your take is. But um, from the beginning, it says authoritarian parenting. And that basically is they use a strict discipline style with little negotiation possible. Punishment is common. Communication is mostly one way from parent to child. Um, rules usually are not explained. Parents with this style are typically less nurturing and expectations are high with limited flexibility. I think okay, we can all say right that, that that's not positive. It's not, not positive. Right. But I can say like if we just take it back, you know, like let's take it back to slavery. Okay. And I think, and that's where a lot of our parent, the parenting styles might have come from. Yeah. So mm, you, strict we, order. We, because yeah. one, you, if you fall out of order, then you're going to be spanked, whipped, whatever. And to keep your child from going down that that path, path. you um, in turn parented them that way. You because think that's what's required right. because that's what we've we're seen, given. right? Exactly. So therefore, right. so that's what how you. Uh, but I know growing up, there was like you are too. To be seen and not not and heard. Not heard. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to, when you walk in the room and there are adults there, you can speak, but you better go and sit I down somewhere. I think we can all admit that um, we were kind you, of parented that way. Right. So, like, did that affect you guys? If you do, did we have authoritarian parents? You know what I'm saying? Is that how, because I wanted to just, like, like the different parenting styles, how did it affect you guys? Like, did you guys have that? Did just is that what you guys grew up I with? I mean, we all did. We grew up under the same mother. Yes, you know exactly that we did. Let's not even front. I mean, she was a, a strict disciplinarian, um, and most of the times that, that we were there, there wasn't a lot, a lot of room for negotiation or things of that nature. We had a lot of good times. Not everything was oh, bad, yeah, but definitely. when it came to discipline, she was, she was, she was, she, she dealt it out, you know? Right. If you're doing um, what you're supposed to do, you don't got, you got you no problem. Really exactly. worry about you it. You don't got nothing, about nothing yeah. to worry about. Exactly. So, but there wasn't, but I would have to say now as an adult, I remember saying to mom, like, but I need you to hug me though. And... That and she was like, for what? And I was like, because I want to hug. <laughs> like, I, but because maybe I don't know whether she had been hugged or not, but I could clearly see that was something that I needed. And now as an adult, I can ask for it. Um, mm. But I would see that definitely falls. But you see, it says it said uh, parents with this style are typically less, uh, less nurturing, less right. nurturing, and that's. That's where I'm saying you might not want to admit it, but you know that we were raised in an authoritarian with an authoritarian parent. Yeah. Right. So let's okay. The next one is permissive parenting. Um, parents, uh, permissive and indulgent parents mostly let their children do what they want and often limit guidance 
or direction. They are more like friends than parents. Yeah, that wasn't us. That was not. And honestly, even that, honestly, even that is not healthy. That is not, not healthy either. Oh, that's Children not need boundaries. They need limits and boundaries. They need boundaries. Right. And okay, so to break that down, their discipline style is the opposite of strict. They have limited or no rules and mostly let children figure problems out on their own. Oh, no. Communication is open, but these parents let children decide for themselves rather than giving direction. Parents in this category tend to be warm and nurturing. Expectations are typically minimal and, or not set by these parents. So we just, that's we definitely not did okay. not have that. And no, it's not okay, okay because I mean, not it, it allows children to... Um, one, they're not going to get the correction they need when they are making a mistake. And they don't have the tools. Children don't have the tools to they make don't. decisions, to make wise decisions on their own. They, their brains are not even formed yet well enough to make those kinds of decisions. Parents are supposed to help guide them in decision-making processes mm -hmm. in a nurturing way without strict discipline, but with some discipline, mm -hmm. right? Right, Absolutely. And so they're... they're there, there have to be some boundaries, and that there's just no boundaries at all. No, right. that's not gonna work. Before. Right. Okay. And the last two, we'll go through these um, rather quickly. Uninvolved parenting. That's just. It sounds like what it is. Right. <laughs> um, uninvolved parents um, give children a lot of freedom and generally stay out of their way. Some parents may 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 make a conscious decision to parent in this way, while others are less interested in parenting or unsure Ooh, of what to do. Pause right there. That 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 makes me think about someone who maybe is having a child but didn't really want to have mm, a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yes. so I just I just kind of toss you to the wolves kind of thing. Like, you just figure it out on your own. Right. Right. And that is... Oh. Um, and that... Now you can see where having to reparent would be necessary. Right. Because you literally are getting no nurture. Right. You're getting no structure. Right. You, you're not going to feel safe. You're not going to feel cared for. Now imagine that child becoming an adult. They are, mm. they will likely accept anything, mm. right? To so that I can feel something, something because anything. I've literally felt nothing. You will accept anything to feel something, and that's not going to be healthy in the long run. So mm. that flips back into why the reparenting is it's necessary. So There's necessary. probably almost no one that doesn't have some aspect of of their their inner child that needs to be reparented. Re yeah. Keep going. And the, the last, we don't even need to go into no. those details because they sound like what you think. Okay. Um, <laughs> the authoritarian, authoritative parenting style is the last one. And these parents are reasonable and nurturing and set high, clear expectations. Children with parents who demonstrate this style tend to be less... Um, they, they tend to be self-disciplined and think of themselves. This style is taught to be the most beneficial to children. Disciplinary rules are clear and the reasons behind them are explained. Communication is frequent and appropriate to the child's level of understanding. Um, parents are nurturing and expectations and goals are high but stated clearly. Children may have input into goals. Hmm. And so hmm. this is very interesting because it... it when we talk about the reparenting, adding that into that, it's like if you have a child and let's say you let's say you're one of these other styles, you're yes. not you're not kind of a, a range of all of them, the mm. authoritative. Um, if you have a child that is somewhere in the middle where they're kind of I need a little bit of discipline. I need some goals. I need some some kind of guidance. But if you give them too much, 
if you're too strict on them. That that's goes gonna, into the into the first one, which is kind of the um, not authoritative, the but authoritarian. Authoritarian. Mm-hmm. So then that's gonna that might push them away. Mm-hmm. And if you if you do too little, that's the permissive parent. The permissive parent. Mm-hmm. And you kind of leave them out there to the wolves, then they're still going to be like, okay, well, lacking structure. they're going to mm-hmm. be lacking that structure that they need so that they can find if they, especially if they have the goals for themselves. Like for instance, you know, my stepson, he is, he has goals in mind yes. at a very young age. He had goals in mind. Um, and he kind of made that very known, but it was like, okay, we need to, guide you along these these this journey that you want to go on but also allow you to make those decisions but we're going to also give you the discipline the right. guidance so you know the tools that you need because if i if we didn't if we didn't say anything to him if we kind of let him be like oh well oh, okay that's that's cool kind of yeah. let him do what he wanted he probably would not even before thinking about the possibilities as a child he wouldn't even have the foresight to do that no so it requires the thing is parenting isn't an easy job you know it's a difficult job we won't we don't we're not bashing parents we're saying it is not an easy job but it is one of the while it is one of the hardest jobs it is very important that you do it well mm, if you're going to exactly. choose to be a parent please also choose to do it well Right. Do it to the very best of your ability. As parents, heal your heal you, uh, yes, so yes. that you can parent yes. well. Yes, yes. that's yes. just Absolutely. important. It's it's we're not blaming parents. We're not mad at our parents. Not, no. None of that no. stuff. No. None of that stuff. <laughs> but we what we are saying you you can't live as an adult from a wounded child place. You have mm-hmm. to do the work of reparenting, especially if you're going to be a parent. But even mm-hmm. if you're not going to be a parent, just because you're going to be a human being living around other people, right? You need we to need do you that. to be do in the best. Work. We need yes. you to present your best self yes, but you know absolutely. one thing I was thinking about is what I want parents who maybe you haven't gotten it right um, that we start making those steps yeah towards changing some of the behaviors um, and correcting some of our mistakes so that we can help our children to be better adults um, yeah. it doesn't matter how you were raised if you're living, you can correct. There's time. Fix. As time. long as there's life, as long as you are alive, there is an opportunity to correct and to do better today, Thank better you. today than what you did yesterday. Mm, absolutely. But absolutely. You, we just have to recognize when we made a mistake and be determined to fix it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. we have an impact on, you know, so we never know who our kids are going to come in contact with. Mm -hmm. So if they're wounded, then they may wound other people Mm -hmm. and hurt. And so we have to allow our kids to be um, taken care of in strong adults, fully, you know, able to interact and do um, take care of themselves and be whole adults. But we have to fix ourselves first. And let me talk to the, to the, the child or the adult child, the adult person who has a parent who is unwilling to own up to their stuff. Mm. You can't wait for them to own up to their stuff. You have to do your own work. Mm -hmm. They may never come around. In a beautiful world, we can go back and while we're reparenting us, your your parent can also be reparented and and learn how to, you know, come come into wholeness themselves. But what if that never happens? What What you are responsible for is you. You are responsible for you. So when you can identify the brokenness in you, it is your job to do the research and do the work yourself mm-hmm. with the hopes that 
in your wholeness, it will inspire somebody else to be whole. Yeah. That is the, our only hope. Yeah. Right. We have to only work on us. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this segment about parenting and reparenting and parent styles. And you can find your parent style and identify, wait, I've been doing that. Maybe that's not the best way to do it. Let me go back and figure out how to how to curtail that and how to do Mm -hmm. it differently. How there's never there's never too late to to start again. Yeah. It's never too late to, to, to redo with the hopes that what if damage has been done that you can undo that. It's Absolutely. never too late to to redo it as a parent or, or try to start anew. Um parents, do your work. Do your hard work. Do your hard work so that you can raise healthy children. Children, do your hard work so that you can accept the the reparenting that you need, but also so you can heal from any brokenness that that bad parenting has caused and be open to the fact that your parents might not have had all the tools, but they might've done the very best that they could Absolutely, and be very gracious and, and, and sympathetic in that regard. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the sisters collective tune in next week for another family meeting. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow us at the sisters collective on all social media platforms.